If you are a teacher, parent, administrator, student, and or anyone who loves reconnecting children with nature, and you want to figure out how to cultivate learning gardens and nature-based curriculum, then this is the podcast, the Outdoor Classrooms Podcast. My name is Victoria Hackett. I am the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com and the Secret Gardens Nature Classes. I love witnessing the magic that happens when children are playfully learning outdoors, observing the return of wonder and curiosity. Curiosity when children are interacting with nature is pure magic. This is the podcast that is going to help you capture children's interest and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to use the outdoor space, your outdoor space, as a teaching tool so you can enlighten the playful learning experience for young children. Welcome to our Outdoor Classrooms community. Did you know that Outdoor Classrooms improve children's emotional, intellectual, and behavioral development while helping foster the development of creativity, problem-solving, independence, and confidence? The problem is... Overwhelm, fear, and a lack of time can often make achieving any outdoor classroom vision into reality more trouble than it's worth. Did you know that we have a membership community at Outdoor Classrooms? It's the leading training community for educators and parents interested in cultivating outdoor classrooms and creating nature-based curriculum. It's a membership to support, collaborate, educate, and bring like-minded educators together. And it's packed with in-depth practice practical training and resources for all aspects of planning, running, and growing a sustainable outdoor classroom, plus the community support you need to ensure your teaching gardens achieve their full potential. Creating a successful outdoor classroom just got a lot easier. Welcome to our new Outdoor Classrooms website. We are celebrating this entire month and offering essential training, advice, and support that you need to to play, cultivate, and grow an enriching outdoor classroom. We are doing this through our amazing Circle membership, and we are offering this membership at a huge discount at $20 a month. So sign up now. It's a limited time offer and can't wait to see you on the inside. Today we are visiting the Emerald Heart Forest School with Tara Restar. She is the lead teacher and has taught children and adults for nearly 40 years, and specifically as a place based educator for over 20 years. She is a somatic movement therapist and a certified breakthrough parenting instructor. This is an outdoor classrooms tour and talk, so you will hear us talking about images and pictures and and incredible images, actually. And I invite you to join us in the Circle membership where those members will have access to these outdoor classroom tour and talks with the actual visuals. So without further ado, Tara Restar. 
Hello, hello. We are here with our next Outdoor Classrooms Tour and Talk with Tiara Restar, and she's going to introduce herself. She's from Point Re- the Point Reyes area of Coastal Marin County, and if you haven't been there in California, it's absolutely gorgeous. That's actually, we've gone vacationing there. So thank you. Thank you for coming and joining us, and I would love to actually have you introduce yourself and tell us everything that you are doing. I have a beautiful picture of you here. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. And um, thank you so much, first, for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. And let's see, what can I say? Well, my name is Tara Rester, and I live in Inverness, California, not Inverness, Scotland, which is um, in Marin County on the coast of Northern California. Mm. And I am the director and lead teacher at a forest school here called Emerald Heart. And it's just, I'll just start off right away by saying this is my sole purpose. Mm. I am thrilled to be doing this work for a lot of different reasons. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And is the, is your forest school on your property? Is that? Yes. As I was looking yes. at your website. It is. My husband and I say that we were adopted by the forest, <laughs> by this forest. Um, we actually aren't living there quite yet. Uh, we, we rent about five minutes away, uh, but we've been living in this area for a very long time. And it's, it's really my heart place, which is why I'm doing a place-based forest school. And this is one of the, one of uh, you at a, on a cabin on the property, I guess? Yes. And if it's okay, I think this is such a a, a sweet thing. So I just want to share that this cabin was actually built out of a fallen fir tree that was one of our neighbors. And um, it was a very special tree to him. And he had to cut it down for safety reasons. And when he found out that I was doing the forest school and that I was going to have another local guy come and build the cabin, he thought, okay, I'm, I'm ready to cut this favorite fir tree down. And it was so dear because last summer it was built. And once it was complete, that neighbor came and I just saw him standing quietly gazing at the cabin. And I thought, what is he up to? And I asked him and he said, this was my favorite tree. So that Um, just was like, you know, this is like the kind of thing that just lights me up. Yeah, I just got goosebumps. (laughs) It's beautiful. And to really to and then you have children that you're you're sharing that those stories with and and there's just so much connection there. So this is in your stories. You were saying that, again, you're play based. And play space, yeah. Exactly. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be or sure fell into um, this world of outdoor classrooms? Yeah, thank you. Well, let's see. I guess I'll start by saying that many years ago when I was a younger woman and a new mom, I started doing an um, at-home preschool program that was Waldorf-styled. And, you know, as we all know, or probably many of us know on this call, uh, that Waldorf is a nature-based curriculum. Over the years, because of living here and really becoming intimate with this place and knowing what it is to be intimate with a place itself, I started to shift my focus from 
more of a Waldorf approach to a place-based approach. And I think I'll just say, what is place-based? Because maybe some people here don't know what that means. And it's, you know, for good reason, it's just kind of a very, (laughs) kind of a niche thing. But I'm hoping that this is like, not going to be a niche thing that's it's so important and basically place-based is a subset of nature-based and it means really focusing on these trees these animals Mm -hmm. these plants this kind of weather and it's when you bring it down into something that's not general and into something that's very specific and relational then we become intimate, we fall in love, and then we want to be helpful. We want to do things like reuse or recycle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really a path of reverence for me. Beautiful. So well worded, too. It's, mm, it's, thanks. it's beautiful. Thank you. So how, what's the size of your program and the age range? I'm going to be starting a new group right after Labor Day. And the children are between three and five. Last year, I did three to six. And as the year progressed, the six, two of the six-year-olds were getting closer to seven. And that difference, it felt a little bit too wide. Right. Interesting. Um, and, mm-hmm, and so um, this year, it'll be three to five. And right now, I have 11 children. And I'm, oh. probably two more will be joining us when they turn three in January. So, you know, about 12. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about this picture? Sure. So I just put this in so that all of you could see a little bit of like behind the scenes. Uh, This is typically something that I do just with myself. And I'm an artist and a visual learner. And so, for example, a couple of years ago, I was like, well, who is this sister dear? Um, and I'll, I can talk a little bit more about why I use the word sister or or Mm. papa or brother um, or neighbor. But so I start to do some research and, you know, what, what do these kinds of deer eat and, you know, who are, who are they living in relationship with? And so this is basically notes. It's just part of my note. Wow. You could frame it. It's so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All your notes look like this. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it's just, you you know, honestly, it's, I think it's important for educators, us educators and parents to do things in a way that bring us joy. And and so for me, taking the time to draw and write notes in the Mm -hmm. drawing and just have it be creative, that's what floats my boat. You know, it, it brings me joy and yeah. it gives me a little uplift. And so that's why I do it. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Hey. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And do all your notes look like this? They- <laughs> no, but a lot of them do. Um, usually I take notes in art. This is just like very cheapy, like bad paper. But usually I take notes in those spiral bound art you know art paper yeah. books yes just brilliant it's brilliant because we were actually we were talking about that you know how do you really document sort of what you're doing and mm. and sharing that with other people and it's just I've never this is just beautiful so mm-hmm. um, and this is another creation <laughs> with your <laughs> yep 
Yeah, so this is this is one of my littles, beloved littles, who is uh, painting with coffee berries. Oh. So we have a, a local plant who's a common shrub whose common name is coffee berry. And at certain times of the year, you can see the berries are kind of this dark blackish purple. And we discovered by experimenting that if you squish it, you can actually make these kinds of, yeah, finger painting. So that's what she's doing. That's brilliant. And it's real color. I mean, look at the purple. Yeah. That must have been really fun. It was super fun. And then I I love this. I love the gear they're all in. And because yep. you're outside all day. I mean, we you are. are. And how do you manage that? How do you, you have your little cabin, I saw. We're outside. I'll, I'll say that those of you who are doing outdoor programs where it's snowing, God bless you. We don't have snow here, um, but we do have rain. Thankfully, we need more of it yes. here in Northern California. We're in a big drought. But what's happening here is we've collected rainwater in our rain barrel. And so the children just love that. And we scooped out some rainwater. We mixed some natural paints, plant-based paints. I did not make those. I hope one day to be able to learn how to do that. I'm still always learning. But it was something I I actually was gifted by a a mom. And um, we just spontaneously, it was like, oh, my gosh, this would be super fun. We've got the water. Let's run into the cabin. It's kind of my supply cabin, that cabin. And I just mixed it up right there and got out watercolor paper. And you can just see my my sweet friend here who is getting into uh, painting with this rainwater and watercolor that we made. Uh, Rainwater. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So it was, you know, I, I love for me, one of the things that just, again, really lights me up is making these direct experience connections. Yeah. Just tying that together. Like it's raining. We're wet. Yeah. We're collecting the rainwater. And now we're taking it into a creative step in this, in this case, painting. And I'll just mention that you can see over his shoulder, the, the blurry tent Oh, so yeah. I did um, I did kind of go in it in a direction this past forest school year of purchasing a big bell tent and mm-hmm. now it's there. And so every once in a while, if we want to go into that, we can. Yeah. And in the summertime I used it as a book nook. Oh nice. Um, it's like a little little lounging library in yeah. there but in winter it's nice to have it and honestly again it, I did a lot of it was really for me you know I wanted to feel I wanted to take the edge off like I joke with the parents and I say this is not a survivor show if the kids <laughs> if I'm you know really you know what I mean if I'm they're so little and if I see that a few of them, or maybe they're like starting to come down with a cold, or they just seem really chill, of course, I'll change their clothes, first of all, but it's nice to just have a little spot that we can go into, yeah. even if it's for 20 minutes, yeah. just I serve hot tea, everyone has their own color coordinated hot tea cup. And that. so that's been really special to be able to have that. 
And how many hours are they with you? Our program is from 9 to 1.30. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And they don't rest. So they're done with their naps and all of that. So they're, they're not nappers. Some of them that, that do need naps will nap like kind of in the, you know, in the car on the way home or right when right. they get home. And if some of them, sometimes like a couple years ago, I had a little guy who was still napping. And so his mom would just come pick him up a little bit early. Oh. Um, and one time he even, we, it was so dear. We had a, I have a canvas wagon uh-huh. with like this all terrain wheels. You know, yeah, this yeah, yeah. And um, I could see he was getting really tired and his mom <laughs> was coming early, but she wasn't there yet. And so he was, it was kind of a rainy day. And I just made a little nest for him in the wagon oh. and he fell asleep. <laughs> Don't you so, love it? The rhythms and just, they can't, they carry yeah, on. Yeah. They carry on. So how you have 11 families, 11 kids coming. How do you, how do they find you? How do you, how do they, you find them? How does that all work? Well, I, um, a lot of it is word of mouth. Yeah. And I think that's the best. In fact, it was a little bit challenging last year, to be honest, because I changed from one location that is more centrally located. So a year ago, so last summer, I moved the program to where I live. And I had been, that's another long story I won't get into, but (laughs) I had wanted to do that because I wanted to be in my own, my own community back back in my own community Um, and so it was challenging because I hadn't taught preschool out here in many years people didn't know me young I mean older people knew me but the younger families didn't know me so I feel like I'm rebuilding my reputation out here and because it is a small town it's a it's a it's a semi-rural area really word of mouth is the best. So I do, of course, I do have a website. I do make beautiful postcards and I put them around um, and ask the current families to to tell their friends and such. So it's, to be honest, Victoria, it's kind of a hodgepodge of how I get, how I get the kids. I think it's, that's with all of us. (laughs) It's wonderful to hear. And, And where is this, this, your space? I mean, this is, these trees are amazing. The beauty of being in California. Is this your space? It is. And uh, um, I purposely put this particular photo in because this fir tree that the, that the children are walking past right now, and you can, if, you, if your screen's big enough, you might even be able to see the person that's in front has, mm-hmm, has yeah. his or her hand on the and bar on of that tree. And the, the little girl who is actually the, the little coffee berry artist in the pink on her own, without me prompting her, she just paused and put both of her hands on that tree and was quietly talking with that tree. And that is a that's my favorite tree um, where where we on on that piece of land. We call yeah. it the grandfather tree. It looks like the grandfather tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's enormous. It's enormous. It's a Douglas yeah. fir. It's enormous. And to have it in such a private space and where that you're sharing it with the children it's mm-hmm. gorgeous 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 thank you and then uh and then a little bit of fun here yeah <laughs> yeah so that's um one of my teachers there's three of us in the teaching team and that's um one of the teachers stephanie and 
as luck would have it, she's also a very dear friend. And so it's really special for me to be there. And we share a background in expressive arts therapy. So it's very special for me to have her. So yeah, we, I bring those little uh, toilet paper rolls. The kids are so little that they actually haven't put two and two together yet, but those are (laughs) toilet paper rolls. Um, And so we call them our spy glasses. And We, they discover things with all of their senses, and that was just a really sweet moment that I Very special. Captured. I mean, the woods are, the forest is gorgeous, gorgeous. How many acres did you say it was? Um, it's about three and a half. Three and a half, that's, that's a good size. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. can access all of it, and you're renting it now? Or it, no, no, this, this, this we purchased, yeah. um, where, where we live, we rent, All right, um, right. and this we purchased, and um, what's interesting about the property is it's long and narrow, mm. and so the be- we're closer to where the, our home base is here, but as you get further and further back, it gets further and further away from the road, which that means that it's more and more quiet, more and more private. Um, and really, when we're way out in the back, it, of course, every once in a while, we can hear like a plane or hear like a, a, a car with a loud muffler or something. But, right, right. Um, but other than that, it, it feels rather pristine. So mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a blessing for all of us. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Gorgeous. And, and you have little friends that come visit, it looks like. We do. We do. We have um, many four-legged friends. Um, and as we've, as now we're here, and I say, you know, that meaning my husband and our friends, my students at Forest School, their parents, all of us teachers, as we've been here more and more, the animals are becoming more and more used to us and are trust, being more trusting and are, are coming out to let us, because obviously they're there whether we see them or not, but, you know, they're coming out more often, which is really fun, wow. uh, especially for the kids. And so far we've seen, well, we, we've seen deer a handful of times, foxes, skunks, coyote, and we haven't seen any any bobcats there or mountain lions, but they are there. And, you know, of course, other chipmunk squirrels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got another question. So what advice would you give anyone trying to start a nature-based program or a forest school? Or what would you do for giving advice? Yeah. Advice. And how many, how many, I guess, how many years have you been so how many years prior to this space have you been doing this? Well, I've been working in with the Waldorf curriculum um, in, in various Waldorf-style programs since uh, the mid-1990s, so for quite a bit um, in yeah. terms of doing. And then after that, I took, after probably about 10 or 11 years, I took sort of took a break from working full-time with kids and started working more with adults. Mm, Much of that was workshops, nature-based workshops with women. You sound Um, like me. (laughs) So I started doing working with adults. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. And then then I circled back to working with kids. And when I did that, it was more of a hybrid. So it was mostly outdoors with a little bit of indoors. And then when COVID hit, it was like, now I'm out. Full outdoors. And so really, so it's only glad. been since full 
it's only been since COVID that you're, you're completely full outdoors. Fully outdoors. Isn't that yep. fascinating? Yeah. Yep. It was a hybrid right, right before the, you know, the first lockdown. Right. You know, I would say for coming back to the question about advice, I would say anything that anybody is wanting to do or asking me for advice about or you for advice about is probably fairly specific to that person. And so I'm going to I'm going to take a little bit of a creative risk here and and say that trust your body wisdom to guide you. I believe that our bodies are wild nature and we're very wise inside of ourselves and our bodies are wise. And when we can quiet down that inner chatter, we can really drop in to our heart and to our gut with our breath and say, you know, what should my next step be? Mm. And ask, ask, and really trust. Because I think that, you know, that's one thing as educators that we want the children in our care or as parents we want our children to be able to trust themselves. And if we can develop that kind of very subtle and nuanced relationship with our own body wisdom, I think mm. that it can serve all of us. Interesting. That's beautiful. These are just p- pictures that you sent in to show us that you're outside in all weather, which you were just yeah. saying, which I think goes beautifully. Yeah, the, 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 the very muddy boy I just put in because I just adore that, you know, that full on, full on wet mud play, like yes to it all. And then the other, the other photo I put in because this child is a little bit old. Um, I took this during a summer camp. I was working with children that were probably uh, the youngest was six and the oldest was probably about 10 or 11. And she is in a movement, what I call a movement exploration right now, communing with the place. And so she's buried in these leaves. She's not sad, by the way. I was near her. I was watching the whole thing. She is just in this immersion, in this nature immersion. And for me, when I see something like this, a child is doing on their own like this, I'm just in loud, silent clapping inside myself because it shows me her her willingness to be in that immersive, direct experience with nature. Yeah. And I just think about when I was a child, just the memories of the smell of leaves, all that, just, you know, the sensory that we don't get from the picture, but that all that just exactly speaks to me when I when I look at that I look at that's both of them so right I can right when you said that I, I could totally smell it those are bailey yeah can you just it's just there's a sensorial piece to that that they must have just been completely enjoying yeah that's yeah. really neat and here's another little one just relaxing yeah and she had come over to me and said teacher Tara I need some alone time oh on her own, you know, you can see she's really little. She had, she was just turning three. She was still two at this point. And she just walked herself over to this tree friend. And you can kind of see in the photo that there's a little bit of like a scooped out bowl area where she put her body. And what is so meaningful for me about this photo is that she's completely relaxed I love how her body is contouring yeah. with the earth, with the trees. It's like she's part, the roots. She's part of the root system or branches of that tree. 
And see, I need to be alone, but being with being in a place, the tree and all of that nature that's around her is, yeah. is not really being alone. It's of course, yeah, you know, yeah. Being, you know, she's a different type of being alone absolutely. herself. Absolutely. Of, of course, being what she held by was, the, by being held by the nature, by, by nature. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. And of course, what she meant was, you know, being alone from the other kids. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But here she is like self-regulating with the, with this tree and having the ground underneath her. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And what she's getting from all that. And it looks like it, you're harvesting as well. And <laughs> yeah. Making great, tasty things. So do you have yeah. a garden as on, in your forest school? Well, we have a tiny garden that is mostly just for aesthetics. There's a few edible things in it. There's calendula and borage, and that's kind of fun to take and sprinkle on top of the salads. And that's more just for beauty, to be honest. But what this what this picture is about is actually the wild harvesting. So that's wild garlic in the small bowl. And then miners lettuce and chickweed. Again, the children got into this completely on their own. It was an emergent idea of theirs that I was enthralled with and ran with. And so for many, many days, we harvested and made salad. Yeah. And they've, they've helped each other wash it. And then I brought the, the, the really yeah. sweet little preschool choppers. Yeah. I was just realizing when I looked at the cut, that must have been what you used. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Another preschool teacher would recognize that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Um, yeah, I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then I just brought lemons from my tree at home, some nice olive oil and some nice sea salt, and that was our salad dressing. Love Um, it. Yeah, so that was super fun and nutritious. Yes, 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 yes. And then just one last thing, which was another beautiful link, was that when we had our end of the school year gathering with the parents, we were, the children were able to make the salads from our, our forest. And so the parents were able to eat those, eat that salad. And that was a special thing that the children got to be able to showcase that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I love this so much. Yep. Yep. That's Who crazy. needs to buy right. Halloween costumes? Yeah. <laughs> With October coming around the corner. Yeah. And then you have a little friend here that. Yep. So one of the children, um, this acorn woodpecker they found at home. Wow. And I was guessing that it probably flew into their window and then just yeah. dropped down because it was in perfect condition. Mm. You know, it was really poignant. And the, the parents brought it and. They brought it all wrapped up and they actually brought me a pair of gloves. And again, this sort of kind of inside moment, like teacher moment, I was like, I get that, but I don't want to wear plastic gloves handling this bird. I don't, I don't want the children to think that I'm afraid of getting bugs on me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so I didn't wear the gloves and here we are just talking. I did some research ahead of time in case Anybody answer, you know, had questions that that's brilliant that I could answer. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant. A real community. Okay, mm-hmm. another question. I put play place, but it's play space. Um, and then adding wonder. How in terms are you adding? I can see we already can answer that question, but any other ways that you add wonder and in your 
place-based while they're playing. <laughs> well, I have to say, you know, Victoria, that <clears throat> honestly, the program also is somewhat play-based. Yeah. I'm, the older I get, the more I trust play. The older I get, the older I get, the more I can just stand on my two feet and say to someone, I can value their play and I invite you to as well. They are learning. And I think I hear more and more educators saying that. I don't know because of COVID and all of that, but I, I hear, especially educators that have been in the field for longer amounts of time have been are saying that like like they're having this sort of reverence of just letting go and letting them yeah letting go like I don't have to be controlling everything I don't have to be leading everything it's but it does require you know as you well know it does require a certain awareness and being able to witness what's going on and then say oh maybe that's a teaching moment yeah. Um, oh, I'm not, I don't want to interrupt. I'm going to step back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm not going to make any comments even. Not good yeah. job or anything. Like, just let them be. And then later, maybe bring something in when we're at circle time or something like that. I think, you know, about wonder. I, I'm all about wonder in my life. I, I am. I mean, I, this is why this age group is, I'm, I'm such a great match for it. It's like my sweet spot of teaching yeah. because I'm curious constantly, like every day about so much. And so to bring that sense of wonder in and when somebody, when I see them light up, when I see them looking under a stump or looking up at a tree or listening to a chipmunk, you know, I can, I can sense their wonder and it's like, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just another, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's the magic. I call that the magic. And it looks like you're adding a lot of movement to your. I am. I um, am. We do. We do a lot of movement. You know, I would love, if it's okay, Victoria, I'd love to share one thing about the picture of the children around that big tree. Absolutely. A couple of slides ago. In this picture, um, this is not this is not on our land. This was a, a couple of years ago, and we were for school. I was doing in a public park, um, huge, 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 many, 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 many acres public park. Mm. And this was our last day of the school year, and this child that's in the pink skirt said to the other children, again, not coming from me, she said. Let's create a ceremony to thank, I think she called her Grandmother Bay. This is a bay laurel tree, giant bay laurel tree. And these five children followed, you know, the four followed her. She walked around the base. They walked very quietly around the base. And then they crawled up as they are here and basically laid their bodies onto the tree And she was saying quiet things to them. I didn't hear everything, but it was very prayerful. And and they did this ceremony of of reverence. So I think also this is like, (laughs) you know, again, if we if we role model what we're hoping for, Mm -hmm. it won't always go smoothly, but you know, give it our best shot. And and then do that stepping back that I talked about. And like, 
plant a seed, but let them go with it. Yeah. This was so much more meaningful than if I had said, children, let's all thank Grandmother Bay for this, for the swing, for that there was a big um, tree swing with her and, yeah. and for the shade and for this and that. That would have been fine and it would have been beautiful, but it wouldn't have been the same. And it would oh, have in yeah, a way kind yeah. of robbed her of her leadership and the children that weren't that interested. There was a bigger group. And the children that weren't that interested, they were off doing something else. Yeah. Um, But I just happened to capture, you know, this moment with this smaller group. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah, with that, they probably, you know, you're incorporating all the movement, doing various things with with them. So they're they're You're modeling that. So Mm -hmm. these it sounds like these activities here are kind of where where they might be drawing from. Yes, definitely. So the the two little boys were doing an oak dance, Mm. um, oak tree dance. And then and uh, what I love about that picture, too, is that those two were really were in a not getting along. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Um, We did a whole whole month long on kindness. Yeah. Hint, hint, because of something that was happening. And so here they are in quite close to each other's bodies doing this oak dance. And uh, again, I think, you know, movement is a, is a common language, yeah. which is beautiful. Yeah. And then in the next slide, this is a moment that I probably out of all the slides I'm right currently, I'm feeling super proud about this and really, really excited about it. And what these three are doing, this is at the end of circle time, at the very, very end of circle time, we do what I call love yoga. And basically, it's mindful breathing. And we're doing it like kind of like inhale, that kind of doing it with movement. The step that we created after that, which I initiated, was now we're in this kind of quiet zone because of doing this breathing. And then I asked them, with your eyes, very gently meander around and choose a favorite tree. Mm. Then they start to breathe with that particular tree rather than the forest in general, which is what we had been doing. Right. And then they're giving their exhalations to that tree. And one of the girls had said, she's not one here, but a different girl that's not in this shot, said, oh, we could give them like this. And she did a movement. Oh. And I I was like, yes. (laughs) Okay. I said, that is such a wonderful idea. Let's give our movements and everyone can give it the way that feels good to, to, you know, your own body. So right here, these three are giving their exhales to their favorite tree. And wow. then, and then we took it and this isn't, we don't, I don't have a slide for this, but we took it even as I took it and we took it together, even a step further, which was after that, now with your eyes and your body, gently witness the subtle movements of your tree friend and the children and then copy those movements with your body and so the children you know were doing like oh yeah yes and like this and one one person was like rotating their arm like this and 
It was just gorgeous. And we offered those what I called little dances to the trees as a gift. Wow. Wow. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I will have to, I have a movement background, so I might have to pluck that from you. (laughs) Please do. Please do. I would love that. Let me know how it goes. Yes, that's really a love, love, love. So you were saying that you are starting or started an intergenerational program, which I also have a background in. I'm like, oh, we are meant to meet. (laughs) <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm so glad we were finally meeting in person today. Um, yes, I have done, as I mentioned earlier, I, I worked a lot with women in the past, and I've, I've worked with all ages. And now because I'm, I've entered elderhood, I'm in my 60s now, and I, it's, I just feel this calling to bring the elders and the children together. And so the project is still very much on the drawing board, but it's not something that I'm not familiar with because I've done things like this in the past. And so we're going to do a, I think what's probably going to happen is a place-based, what I call like performance ceremony. So it's, it's like a performance where people come, but it's not a performance for entertainment. It's a performance that is about to honor the place. Huh. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And my mind is now going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So challenges, adventures, any, any other that we haven't talked about? If not, we have, there's some more, I love this more movement that's happening. Mm-hmm. Anything as we kind of wind down here? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, there's just so much. Know- There's so much. And honestly, this whole thing of of being a forest school director and teacher is an adventure. Yeah. You know, it's an inner adventure and an outer adventure. And of course, there's challenges along the way, but nothing really too outrageous. You know, there hasn't been anything that's really knocked my socks off. You know, just uh, maybe that's one of the benefits of getting older. (laughs) Um, And what's happening in this picture? Well, this is this is um, an older woman who is uh, dancing with a tree. So I just I just wanted to show that you know at least one photo of of that this work is possible with adults oh, as, well, yeah. as well as children. And in fact, when I do an adult workshop, it's almost exactly the same as when I do something with children. I just word this it is a little differently. Showing here as well because you're near the yeah. water. These are, these are three teens. I did a, I had a girls, I called it girls night out. We met once a month and um, this was the closing weekend. We did an overnight um, on this beach that, and the, uh, the, the young woman that has the kind of cap who's upside down with the cap, she actually drove us over herself in a boat that her parents own. And I'm not a very good swimmer to be honest. And I, even though I live by the water and this was a big deal for me. And I thought, wow, this is someone I've known since she was in preschool. I was her preschool teacher. Now she's in college. And here I am in this situation where, you know, not to sound overly dramatic, but my life is in her hands now. Um, And everybody else is on this boat. And it was such a powerful, a powerful evening and a, and a wow. powerful weekend for all of us. 
And they did a culminating event. They, what I call scored, which is like a design technique. They scored their, they scored their closing, their closing ceremonies in each group. And so they, this is a small group of three that designed this ceremony together as a way of marking the end of our, of our group. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Just so much richness. We have a couple more and one last question. Okay. Yeah. Um, And anything else you want to share with us? Oh, okay. Thanks. (laughs) But there's a lot Um, of theme with the trees, obviously, because we're in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the reason I put this one in, Victoria, is because this was part of a creative dance uh, class that I had at our local community center that was that ran throughout the course of a school year. And this child, she had done movement, what I call movement exploration. So sort of like dance movement explorations with this tree. She was intimate with this tree. Um, I would not say um, as an artist that this child happened to have more artistic ability than anyone else in the group. I have had some like that where, you know, they draw or paint and you're sort of like, whoa, this is like this child. This was not the case. So I put this in because I wanted to show what intimacy does for someone. This, Mm. This drawing if you if you know probably a lot of people on the on this call will know with someone seven years old this is not usually how they would draw a tree right. Um, right. and look at it like just yeah. take a look at this it's it's a phenomenal drawing for many yeah. reasons and this yeah. is about this is about place this is about this is about connection it's great it's just I love all the mediums that you're using and the language and how you're tying it all together. It's just, it's beautiful with into the deeper self. So any final lessons learned that woven them all throughout, but I think just what I'm hearing is just even from COVID, how you just completely went, you had this sort of hybrid and all these different experiences, and then you went completely forceful, which I think is anything within that, that, that COVID has kind of, I think for our field has allowed us to rethink how we're educating children. And that being outdoors is actually a brilliant solution. <laughs> it's a brilliant solution. And for me, I think in some ways I was already working very, was already working with adults uh, yeah. outdoors. I was already doing this hybrid program um, with children. I'm super comfortable outdoors. But I would say that one of the silver linings of the COVID pandemic has been for me to just really go, you know, full force into that. And that it's been a real kind of win-win because the parents are on board with it. Right. That's what I found. Um, so funny you're saying exactly. <laughs> the parents are on board. And as we know, as educators, that's super important. And, and I they weren't always. Say, they were sort of scratching their head going, what? It's forceful. Yeah what and now all of a sudden you have like a whole everybody's speaking the same language and it's not as difficult to articulate what we're actually it's still difficult but it's not as difficult yeah I would just say for lessons learned it's kind of going back to the advice question for me I would just say my lesson is trusting myself yeah trusting myself Mm. and trusting that I can weave together my gifts which are which 
are pretty niche. You know, they've been kind of out there in the in the margin for a long time. And now it's like they're they've come together in this beautiful way that is not only fulfilling for me, but really in service of these children and of our forest, which means in service of the earth. Um, So I would just say that's that's my biggest lesson. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So where can we find you? You have, I love this, (laughs) Our Forest Life. Right. So I just want to invite anybody that's listening and who's made it all the way to the end here. um, (laughs) I love to talk. You can tell. I love it. Um, That this is my Instagram account, at Our Forest Life. And you're welcome to visit me there or follow and certainly ask questions. If if you have something that you've heard that you want to have more information about or, you know, more whatever, just ask questions, want to connect, want to say hi, I would love it. Um, So you can connect with me on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us here at the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anybody who you think would enjoy it and follow us on Instagram. We'd love to continue the conversation. If you want to continue the conversation even deeper, please join us in the Circle community. The purpose of the Circle is to support, guide, and push you as you continually grow and sustain your outdoor classroom by providing the tools to help you set the right goals then actually follow through in achieving those goals with the support of our amazing community. Each month, 24-7, you get guidance and support from myself. You get to begin your journey with our new member roadmap. You get access to our outdoor teaching boot camp. You get to interact and learn from guest experts who are on our podcast. They come into our membership and join us to continue the conversations. You get to connect and collaborate during two live sessions a month. You get access to all our online workshops and masterclasses. You get get to dig deeper with our membership missions each month and you get to become an ambassador of joy for children. I hope you can join us for the price of one workshop. You get all of this. You get to become a member of our family at Outdoor Classroom. So I hope you can join us. I will share the link in the show notes and we'll see you later. Come join us.